Section 30 of Micrographia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. Check out my YouTube channel by entering Morgan Scorpion into the YouTube search box. Micrographia by Robert Hooke. Section 30. Observation 25. Of the stinging points and juice of nettles and some other venomous plants. A nettle is a plant so well known to everyone as to what the appearance of it is to the naked eye that it needs no description, and there are very few that have not felt as well as seen it, and therefore it will be no news to tell that a gentle and slight touch of the skin by a nettle does often time not only create very sensible and acute pain, much like that of a burn or scald, but often also very angry and hard swellings and inflammation of the parts, such as will presently rise and continue swollen diverse hours. These observations, I say, are common enough, but how the pain is so suddenly created, and by what means continued, augmented for a time, and afterwards diminished, and at length quite extinguished, has not, that I know, been explained by any. And here we must have recourse to our microscope, and that will, if almost any part of the plant be looked on, show us the whole surface of it very thick and set with turnpikes, or sharp needles, of the shape of those represented in the fifteen scheme and first figure by A.B., which are visible also to the naked eye, each of which consists of two parts very distinct for shape and differing also in quality from one another. For the part A is shaped very much like a round bodkin, from B tapering till it end in a very sharp point. It is of substance very hard and stiff, exceedingly transparent and clear, and, as I by many trials certainly found, is hollow from top to bottom. This I found by this experiment. I had a very convenient microscope with a single glass which drew about half an inch. This I had fastened into a little frame, almost like a pair of spectacles, which I placed before mine eyes, and so holding the leaf of a nettle at a convenient distance from my eye, I did first, with the thrusting of several of these bristles into my skin, perceive that presently, after I had thrust them in, I felt the burning pain begin. Next I observed, in diverse of them, that upon thrusting my finger against their tops, the bodkin, if I may so call it, did not in the least bend. But I could perceive, moving up and down within it, a certain liquor, which upon thrusting the bodkin against its basis, or bag B, I could perceive to rise towards the top and upon taking away my hand, I could see it again subside and shrink into the bag. This I did very often, and saw this phenomenon as plain as I could ever see a parcel of water ascend and descend in a pipe of glass. But the bases underneath these bodkins, on which they were fast, were made of a more pliable substance, and looked almost like a little bag of green leather, or rather resembled the shape and surface of a wild cucumber or cucumeris asinini, and I could plainly perceive them to be certain little bags, bladders, or receptacles full of water, 
or as i guess the liquor of the plant which was poisonous and those small bodkins were but the syringe pipes or glister pipes which first made way into the skin and then served to convey that poisonous juice upon the pressing of those little bags into the interior and sensible parts of the skin which being so discharged does corrode or as it were burn that part of the skin it touches and this pain will sometimes last very long according as the impression is made deeper or stronger the other parts of the leaf or surface of the nettle have very little considerable but what is common to most of these kinds of plants as the ruggedness or indenting and hairiness and other roughnesses of the surface or outside of the plant of which i may say more in another place as i shall likewise of certain little pretty clear balls or apples which i have observed to stick to the sides of these leaves both on the upper and under side very much like the small apples which i have often observed to grow on the leaves of an oak called oak apples which are nothing but the matrices of an insect as i elsewhere show the chief thing therefore is how this plant comes by so slight a touch to create so great a pain and the reason of this seems to be nothing else but the corrosive penetrant liquor contained in the small bags or bladders upon which grow out those sharp syringe pipes as i before noted and very consonant to this is the reason of the pain created by the sting of a bee wasp etc as i elsewhere show for by the dart which is likewise a pipe is made a deep passage into the skin and then by the anger of the fly is his gory poisonous liquor injected which being admitted among the sensible parts and so mixed with the humours or stagnating juices of that part does create an ebullition perhaps or effervescence as is usually observed in the mingling of two different chemical saline liquors by which means the parts become swelled hard and very painful for thereby the nervous and sensible parts are not only stretched and strained beyond their natural tone but are also pricked perhaps or corroded by the pungent and incongruous parts of the intruded liquor and this seems to be the reason why aqua fortis and other saline liquors if they come to touch the sensitive parts as in a cut of the skin or the like do so violently and intolerably excruciate and torment the patient and tis not unlikely but the inventors of that diabolical practice of poisoning the points of arrows and poignards might receive their first hint from some such instance in natural contrivances as this of the nettle for the ground why such poison and weapons kill so infallibly as they do seems no other than this of our nettles stinging for the poignard or dart makes a passage or entrance into the sensitive or vital parts of the body whereby the contagious substance comes to be dissolved by and mixed with the fluid parts or humours of the body and by that means spread itself by degrees into the whole liquid part of the body in the same manner as a few grains of salt put into a great quantity of water will by degrees diffuse itself over the whole and this i take to be the reason of killing of toads frogs efts and several fishes by strewing salt on their backs which experiment was shown to the royal society by a very ingenious gentleman and a worthy member of it for those creatures having always a continual exudation as it were of slimy and watery parts 
sweating out of the pores of their skin the saline particles by that means obtain a vehicle which conveys them into the internal and vital parts of the body this seems also to be the reason why bathing in mineral waters are such sovereign remedies for multitudes of distempers especially chronical for the liquid and warm vehicles of the mineral particles which are known to be in very considerable quantities in those healing baths by the body's long stay in them do by degrees steep and insinuate themselves into the pores and parts of the skin and thereby those mineral particles have their ways and passages opened to penetrate into the inner parts and mingle themselves with the stagnant juices of the several parts besides many of those offensive parts which were united with those stagnant juices and were contrary to the natural constitution of the parts and so become irksome and painful to the body but could not be discharged because nature had made no provision for such accidental mischiefs are by means of this soaking and filling the pores of the skin with a liquor afforded a passage through that liquor that fills the pores into the ambient fluid and thereby the body comes to be discharged so that tis very evident there may be a good as well as an evil application of this principle and the ingenious invention of that excellent person dr wren of injecting liquors into the veins of an animal seems to be reducible to this head i cannot stay nor is this a fit place to mention the several experiments made of this kind by the incomparable mr boyle the multitudes made by the lately mentioned physician dr clark the history whereof as he has been pleased to communicate to the royal society though he may perhaps be prevailed with to make public himself but i shall rather hint that certainly if this principle were well considered there might besides the further improving of bathing and syringing into the veins be thought on several ways whereby several obstinate distempers of a humane body such as the gout dropsy stone etc might be mastered and expelled and good men might make as good a use of it as evil men have made a perverse and diabolical and that the filling of the pores of the skin with some fluid vehicle is of no small efficacy towards the preparing a passage for several kinds of penetrant juices and other dissoluble bodies to insinuate themselves within the skin and into the sensitive parts of the body may be i think proved by an instance given us by bellonius in the twenty-sixth chapter of the second book of his observations which containing a very remarkable story i have here transcribed cum camillionis nigre radices says he apud pagum quendum liva docorio nuncupatum erui curarimus plurimi graeci et turci spectatum venerant quid erurimus eas vero fustulatim secabimus et filio tragiciebimus ut facilius execari possant torcai in eo negotio occupatos nos videntes similiter eas radices tractare et secare voluerunt at cum sumus esset istus et omnes sudore maderent quicumque eum radicum manibus tractaverent sudoremque absterserent aut faciam digitis scalpsesserent tantam foriginem iis locis quos attigerent postea censerent ut aduri viderentur 
Chameleonis enim nigri radix ea virtute polet, ut cuti applicata ipsum adeo inflamet, ut ned squillae, nec urticae ulae centesima parte ita adurent, at prorigo non adeo caleritur sese prodit, post unum aut autorum poro horam, singuli variis faciae locis cutum adeo inflammatum habere copimus ut tota sanguinea videretur. Atque quo magis eam confricabimus, tanto magis exitabatur prurigo. Fonti acidibamus sub platano, atque initio proludico habebimus et ridebimus, aut tandem illi plurimum indignati sunt. Et nisi asseverasimus, nunquam expertus tali virtute eam plantum polere, haud dubie male nos multasent. Atamen nostra excusatio fuit ab illis facilitus accepta, cum eodum incommodo nos affectos conspicuent. Mirum sane quod in tantilo radice, tam ingentem efficiam nostro malo experti sumus. By which observation of his, it seems manifest that there being all covered with sweat who gathered and cut this root of the black chameleon thistle, this was the reason why they suffered that inconvenience, for it seems the like circumstance had not been before that noted, nor do I find any mention of such a property belonging to this vegetable in any of the herbals I have at present by me. I could give very many observations which I have made of this kind, whereby I have found that the best way to get a body to be insinuated into the substance or insensible pores of another is first to find a fluid vehicle that has some congruity, both to the body to be insinuated and to the body into whose pores you would have the other conveyed and in this principle lies the great mystery of staining several sorts of bodies, as marble, woods, bones, etc., and of dyeing silks, clothes, wools, feathers, etc. But these being digressions, I shall proceed to... End of section 30